Welcome to Landmark Worship Center's audio podcast. We hope that this message will inspire and encourage your life. So open your heart and mind and receive what God has for you today. It's good to have Megan with us, Rob, and her friend. Amen. God bless your friend, too. I don't know his name, but God bless you today. Amen. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord. Please pray. I'd like for us to pray before we go into the Word. Let's pray for uh, uh, Brother Titus and his family. They're, uh, they're uh, at uh, uh, Brother Josh Wirtz's church, and they're promoting Sweden. And they've been in the last three services, last three weeks, promoting Sweden. So let's pray for them right now. Jesus, I pray, God, that you will touch them, Lord. Let there be such a powerful anointing upon their ministry, Lord. I pray, God, that you will uh, help them to be able to go to Sweden. Lord, let the Spirit of the Lord minister. Open the door, God, at your timing. We put our faith and trust within you. Today, we thank you for it, Lord. We praise you for it. Hallelujah. Bless them today, Lord, as they deliver their burden for Sweden. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Sister Janae, for that song ministered to us here today. God's never let us down, and he never, he never will. He never will. Praise God. The book of Hebrews, chapter 13, verse 15. Hebrews 13 and 15. In this depth of the Spirit we feel here today, There's no telling what God will do. As we continue in our praise and in our worship to the Lord, we're going to see more and more things happen. People are going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. People are going to be baptized. People are going to be healed. Lives are going to be changed by the power of God's Spirit. We can't heal, but God can, and we He inhabits the praises of his people, and we want to worship him in spirit and in truth. The Bible says in Hebrews 13 and 15, by him, everybody say, by him. him. Therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Everybody say continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. I want to preach to you on this subject today, the sacrifice of praise. The sacrifice of praise. I guess it would be appropriate for us to just lift our hands one more time before we go into the Word. Lord, we, we offer our sacrifice of praise before you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God, we thank you for all that you've done. You have never failed us. You have never let us down, God. You have been there through it all, and we want to give our sacrifice of praise unto you, O precious God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Praise God, praise God, praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. After you turn a couple people, just give them a big smile or a hug or whatever. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord here today. Praise God. This beautiful presence of the Lord we feel is because we're focusing upon the one we're praising. We're focusing upon him and sometimes we can get distracted. But it is a sacrifice, a sacrifice of praise that we offer before the Lord. And uh, when we look at that sacrifice of praise, the idea of sacrifice is everywhere in the Bible. Uh, this idea is a God idea because it goes from the book of Genesis all the way through to the book of Revelation. It's, it's all filled with sacrifice and offerings unto the Lord. That's, that's his plan because through sacrifice, there is powerful things happen in the midst of a people that know how to sacrifice. God calls us to that place of sacrifice. And reading the scripture again, Hebrews 13 and 15, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But this idea of sacrifice is what God has called his creation to. We have been created to worship him. We have been created to, to praise him. We have been created to to sacrifice our life for him because he sacrificed everything for us. So we offer today in this house our praise and worship unto the Lord, giving it all to him as a sacrifice. We bring it to the house of the Lord. We bring it to the altar. We bring it into his presence. We worship him. His presence comes near. Our faith rises. Great things happen anointing flows, uh, the power of God begins to minister in a powerful way. It is a glorious, glorious thing when we worship and praise the Lord the way he desires for us to praise him. And you know, it's not just, it's not just going through the motions as I mentioned last week. It's not just because the pastor wants us to do that. Uh, or uh, that, that's what is expected of us. Although there are times that a pastor or a music leader, a praise singer leader will get up before us and say, let's raise our hands or let's praise the Lord. And I, I heard a testimony of a man one time that he, he got a little bit offended because he came to the church and he didn't feel like lifting his hands. He didn't feel like worshiping the Lord. He had been going through a lot of battle and struggle in his life and he didn't feel like it. His body was tired. He was sick. He was not feeling good. He had a lot of depressions in his life and here the pastor was getting up and saying, here, let's lift up our hands and our voices to the Lord and let us praise him. And he said, I just sat there. I did not feel like it and I did not want to do it. And I got offended in myself. But then the Lord started speaking to him and uh, began to talk to him about that it's not about you, it's all about 
uh, that the Lord is, that he is worthy. It's all about he's worthy. Even when we don't feel like it, he's still worthy. Even when we're sick and down and we've been going through the battles of life, he still is worthy to be praised and worshiped. And I'm telling you, when you begin to put forth a sacrifice of praise unto the Lord, some things begin to happen in your life and it splashes over on other people's lives and we all begin to be blessed. And when we walk out of the house of God, we are lifted and we are refreshed and gives us strength to go for another few days until Wednesday comes and we need to come back and get a re reviving. You know, just like these electric vehicles they have now, you, get, you can only go, what, 300 miles or whatever? Uh, but then you've got to recharge them for about 20 hours before you can go on down the road. Uh, I'm just kidding about that. But hey, uh, it's the same thing with us in the house of God. We got to get a refreshing. We got to get a reviving. We, we got to get back to the presence of the Lord. It, it's something that, that we crave. I cannot wait, like David said, uh, to go to the house of the Lord. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord because I'm craving that powerful presence of the Lord. I want to give my praise and my sacrifice and my offering to Him. Amen. But this idea of sacrifice, it's everywhere in the Bible. Uh, the principle of sacrifice was established even in, uh, uh, he was established in the Old Testament, but that does not mean that he took it out of the New Testament. It flows right on into the New Testament. But we do see that one of the first sacrifices that was made was after Adam and Eve sinned, uh, and they realized that they were naked. And uh, the, it says that the Lord uh, put uh, skins uh, of clothing upon them to cover their nakedness because they realized they were naked. But it had to be an animal sacrifice that had to be made and blood had to be shed for that to happen. So the, the first sacrifice was given after sin for the very first time in the Garden of Eden of Adam and Eve. We, we see that that covering was there, but yet God sacrificed animals uh, for that purpose and then we go on down to the next event of sacrifice that God required sacrifice of Cain and Abel. And they knew what type of sacrifice that they needed to give. But it says that Abel offered the animal sacrifice that was pleasing to the Lord. There was blood that was shed for him to be able to do that. Abel gave his sacrifice to God because that's what God required and, and the Lord received that, and he was pleased with that. But yet when Cain brought his offering to the Lord, uh, he brought it uh, of the first part of his harvest from the fields that he had cultivated, the fruit of the ground, but that was not what God wanted. That was not the sacrifice that he wanted. Uh, he wanted... He wanted it a certain way, God did, and God wanted it done uh, exactly the way he wanted it done, but the Lord did not accept that. So out of this, as a result, Cain became jealous of Abel because God accepted his sacrifice and, uh, of Abel, but did not accept his sacrifice. So he began to get jealous before God, and he began to get upset toward God or to Abel not, probably not understanding everything about it, but he was just upset because he didn't get his way. 
How many times do we try to bring our sacrifice of praise unto the Lord our own way? It needs to be done God's way with sacrifice. You see, Cain got upset and he killed Abel because of this. Those who would come to God with the fruit of their own hands are going to find that God might not receive that. Uh, they've always been fighting with those who bring God's principle of faith before them, uh, before the Lord, and offer it the way God wants it to be done. There's always been a battle between those that are wanting to do it their way and the ones that are wanting to do it God's way. It's a constant battle through the ages of time. The reason many churches and many religions don't have the miracles and move of God is because they, uh, that, that they must experience in their, in their uh, faith is because they've offered their own choice of sacrifice and their own choice of flesh has won out. Their own choice of the way they're going to worship God and sacrifice before the Lord won out. So then, uh, because of that, God is not going to receive that. I pray that God would always receive our worship because it's not going to happen and be received if it doesn't come from the heart. God wants it to come from the heart. He wants it to come from the soul. He doesn't want it to just come from the lips and, and just be lip service to God, but He wants it to come from the very depths of the heart. Amen. He wants us to give everything to Him. And there's men in the Bible and women in the Bible that understood that. They understood the power of sacrifice and they understood the power of commitment and they understood the power of just so, so focusing upon Him. I know how it is. We've all been there that we've come to the house of God before and we've come... At, uh, but we come with our focus and our mind on so many different things. We sang the songs. We, we clapped our hands. We lifted our hands. But our mind uh, was there in certain ways. But our heart was far from here. You know what I'm talking about? We've all been there. We've all experienced it. But what happens when we begin to focus our heart and soul and our mind and our total being upon the Lord and we begin to worship? I tell you what happens. It happens what's happening here today. It happens just like it happened last week. The power of God begins to move when we begin to dig out of the very depths of the sacrifice of our heart, soul, and mind. And the power of God begins to move. That's really what we want anyway. That's really what we want. We want God to perform a miracle. We want God to fill someone with the Holy Ghost. We want God to touch someone's life and save them. And we want us to be able to overcome and be victorious in Him. But it comes from the, from the very depths of praise and worship of our heart and soul. Amen. The flesh sometimes wins out and draws the attention away from God. And then when that happens, we, we lose that contact with God and the move of God that we really want. I know the heart of this church. I know the heartbeat of the people of, of God at Landmark is the same heartbeat of the Lord that we want to see people touched and lives changed. We want to see the miraculous, amen, not just for the sake of the miraculous because we want to see the miraculous because we want to see somebody's life changed. Amen. We want to see somebody's life changed. But it comes through focus and praise on God. But when our focus is not on God, 
it's just, we're just going through the motions a lot of times. But sometimes we walk in the house. And I, I've been there. I've, I've come to the house of the Lord not feeling good. And, I, and I'm tired, wore out. And, but when I just start worshiping and praising God, things begin to change. I feel a new energy begin to be pumped into my heart and soul. I feel something fresh begin to be pumped into my life. I feel the glory and power of God again. And I walk out the doors changed because of the power of giving my praise of sacrifice and worship unto the King of kings and Lord of lords. He's worthy of it. Amen. Amen. To do the things God's way is always a sacrifice. It's always a sacrifice. It's going gonna, it's gonna to have to put the flesh out at times. It's going to have to do things a little different than what I think it should be. I don't want to offer my offering uh, and my sacrifice before the Lord uh, the way I want it because God's ways are far above my ways. Amen. Amen. And in offerings to God, He required a sacrifice. A sacrifice. God commanded the people to bring the very best to him. You know, it, it would have been so easy for some of them if you got five, five lambs and you got to bring one and offer it as a sacrifice that you go into the, the five lamb uh, group there and you kind of look through it. Oh, well, there's one that's got a, got a hurt leg. I'll just take it. Or there's one that's got blemishes. That, uh, and there's one that doesn't produce as much... Uh, wool is the other so I'll just take it and I'll just keep the good ones for myself but you see that's what happens when we don't focus upon the sacrifice of what God requires is to bring the best to the Lord that's the reason why he said don't bring those that are blemished those that are hurt those that are that are that are uh, not the best but he said bring the best and when you bring the best of your praise and worship to God I tell you where you're going to receive you're going to receive uh, so much more than what you could ever give to the Lord in your praise and worship. Amen? When I bring the best, when I bring my sacrifice before the Lord and I pick out the best, I pick out the best when I clap my hands to the Lord. I'm not doing it so everybody can hear me. I'm doing it because I want God to understand that I love Him and I praise Him. I lift my hands not because everybody else is doing it, but it's because I'm surrendering to the Lord. I want him to know my heart, my soul, my life, my mind. It's in this thing. I've got to bring the distractions in and I've got to put them in its place so I can do what God wants me to do is sacrifice because I want to see the flow of God's spirit flow the way he wants it to flow. He is looking for a church and a people that are putting everything into this thing. We felt the difference here today. We felt the difference last week, amen, in the house of God. God is calling us to not just for a one or two service time that we give everything to him, but that we make it a lifestyle of praise and worship, amen. Glad when they said unto me, let's go to the house of the Lord. I want to give the best to him, not the second best, not the blemish, not those things that I want to give up that are second rate to God because God deserves my and your best. Amen. God wants our best. Praise from the depths of the heart and soul. 
You know, Jesus gave the ultimate sacrifice. He gave the ultimate sacrifice when he went to the cross. There had to be a blood sacrifice for the remission of sins. Without the shedding of blood, it's scripture, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. It took a sacrifice of blood of Jesus upon the cross. He gave it all for you and for me. You know why? It wasn't to just fill time and space. It's because he loves us. <laughs> he loves us. He cares for us. And when we come and give our praise and worship to the Lord, it's not because we're trying to fill time and space. It's because we love Him. And we care about the things that He cares about. And I, I praise Him because He is who He is. And I praise and worship Him because of what He's done and what He's going to do. But most importantly, it's just simply if He never does anything else for me in the rest of my life, He's done enough so far. And just because of who He is, He deserves praise and worship. He gave it all. I want to give it all to Him. In the book of Psalms 103, verse 1. Psalms 103, verse 1. David was saying as he penned this, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord. You know what David was doing? He was speaking to his soul. He was speaking, look, look at the scripture. He was saying, soul, bless the Lord. You know, sometimes we, we walk into the house of the Lord for the sake of giving him the praise and worship that is due unto his name. Sometimes we got to say to our soul, soul, bless the Lord. And he said, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, as he was talking to his soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. <laughs> He's commanding his soul. Come on, soul, bless the Lord. He's worthy. He's worthy of praise because David understood the power of praise. He understood the power of worship. And I believe that this church congregation today is understanding the, the importance of the power of praise and worship in the house of God. I cannot go without worshiping Him. And I cannot just wait until I get to the house of God. I want to do it in my car. I want to do it on the job. I want to do it in my home. I want to lift up my praise to the Lord because He is worthy with everything that is within me. Bless the Lord, soul. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. You see, David is a good example of how we can understand that praise and worship. He gave it all. And I mentioned this before, but... You know, the story you've read so many times, how he worshiped the Lord in a, in a crazy manner. Amen. He just went crazy as they was bringing the Ark of the Covenant back to Israel. He, he was excited. You know why he was excited? Because he knew that the Ark of the Covenant represented the presence of the Lord and mercy. You see, everywhere the presence of the Lord is, there's mercy. There's mercy. When the presence of the Lord fills the house of God. There's mercy here. There's mercy here. Oh, 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It takes effort. It takes sacrifice to walk into the house of the Lord for all of us as a body of Christ, worshiping together. But there is power in the sacrifice that is pleasing to God. Hebrews, again, 13, 15. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. It's something that starts with inside of us. It's something that starts within the soul and the heart and the very core of our lives. And it begins to come out of our mouth, out of our lips. But it is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. You know what the fruit means here? There's several different words. It means the effect the effect of our praise. It means the results of our praise. Amen. It means the advantage. And it also means profit. There's profit in our praise and our worship that comes out of our mouth, but it starts in the soul. It just can't just come out of our lips because our mind's thinking about doing it. It's got to start in the soul. Jesus, Lord, I love you. I praise you. I worship you. I magnify you. When I think of the goodness of the Lord, it opens up my mouth and my heart and my soul to be able to praise Him for what He's done. He's given me strength. He's poured out peace in my life. He's given me hope. He's filled me with His Spirit. He's given me His name. Amen. And He's given me hope and a promise. But God's promise, presence coming near as we give forth the fruit of our lips of praise unto the Lord, God's presence comes near and inhabits the praises of His people. When His presence is among us, anything can happen. Amen. When we begin to worship God and continue in this vein of worship and praise unto the Lord, anything can happen. Amen. We, I, I know I say this, but I, I'm, I'm going to say it over and over and over again because I know that it's something we've got to get inside of us. Uh, that when we're, when we're seeking for a miracle, don't seek the miracle, seek God. He's the one that is the source of giving you that miracle. And when you find the presence of the Lord, you're going to find your miracle. I've seen people healed in the midst of praise and worship. I've seen people touched and filled with the Holy Ghost in the midst of praise and worship. I've seen the flow of the anointing of God flow in such a powerful way. I've seen the glory of the Lord fill a house Amen. And miracles begin to take forth, uh, come forth uh, continually, not just once in a great while, but it's a continual thing because we are worshiping and praising the Almighty God. Oh, what a beautiful thing that it is. We see miracles in that praise and worship. The fruit of our lips, of our praise, is miracles, it's healing, it's salvation, it's deliverance, it's victory. Oh, there's fruit that comes forth out of our soul, out of our heart, comes forth out of our lips. It's the fruit of our lips. It's the profit of praising and worshiping God. Like I said last week, we're not manipulating God, but we're praising Him because we love Him. And these things just happen through the power of God's Spirit. It's the sacrifice of praise. It's the sacrifice of praise. Well, I don't feel like it, Pastor. If you'll step out and praise Him and worship Him, trust me, you're going to feel a change. You're going to feel a change. <laughs> oh, you're going to feel a difference. God wants us to have abundance. He wants us to have abundance of His Spirit. 
He wants us to have more miracles. He wants us to see more healings. He wants cancers to fall off. He wants deaf ears to open up. He wants blinded eyes to be opened. He wants these things. He wants those that are depressed and down and out. Maybe something that's hindering their life right now. Maybe it's finances. Maybe it's a marriage. Maybe it's whatever. But he wants people to find deliverance out of that. He wants us to have abundance. That's his desire for his people. Don't we want our children to have abundance? Don't we want them to be blessed? How much more is the Lord wanting his people to be blessed? He wants us to have abundance. But here's the thing. My abundance may be different. What I'm thinking of God, his abundance and my abundance might be different from the world. The world's abundance is bank accounts and all of this stuff but really what the abundance is the greatest joy of our lives is to have him walking side by side with us through the valleys and through the mountaintops through the struggles and through the heartache amen and when we get sick God comes along and begins to heal us amen I'm excited about the power of praise and the depth of the praise of this church. It's going to keep climbing higher and we're going to see more and more in the presence of the Lord. Amen. God wants us to have abundance, but he requires our sacrifice. Luke 6 and 38 says, Give. Give and it shall be given unto you. You see, God requires sacrifice. Giving is a sacrifice. Give and it shall be given unto you. And it's not just talking about finances. Give of your heart. Give of your soul. Give of your mind. Give of your life unto the Lord with everything that is within us. Give and it shall be given unto you. It's giving in our praise. It's giving in our worship. It's giving in our, in our, in our voice lifted up before the Lord. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over. Amen. Shall men give into your bosom for with the same measure that ye meet with all it shall be measured to you again. To you again. The sacrifice. That's what God requires. He requires our sacrifice unto him and what will come is the fruit of that sacrifice. You see the story of Abraham, we've heard it, we've heard it taught, we've heard it preached. But Abraham's sacrifice, God gave him a promise. He promised him a son. And in his old age, Isaac came. And then God asked Abraham to give the ultimate sacrifice of his son on an altar. After God had given him the promise... Now God was saying, I want you to sacrifice that promise. That was a hard thing for Abraham to do. But he did walk up to that mountain. And he walked up with his son. Abraham was willing to give what meant most to him. He gave to God first 
and received after. Abraham gave to God first and then he received after a miracle. He gave God his sacrifice, amen, in obedience to the Lord. And what God gave him was a sacrifice that he gave of himself, which is a prophetic word of him laying his life down on the cross and giving his life for us. But out of that came many blessings through Abraham's promise of Isaac. I don't know how many times Abraham probably looked up to the sky when the Lord had given him a promise that that uh, you're going to have a nation that's going to be bigger than the stars of the sky and the sand. How many times before that promise came did Abraham sit out under the stars and look up and look at the stars and say, hey, uh, okay, God, you said you were promising. How many times did he look at the sand on the, on the sand of the desert and say, okay, God, you said you're going to give this, but now you give it and you're asking me to sacrifice it to you. But he was willing to sacrifice it to the Lord. He was willing to give it to the Lord. You know, David was a man of sacrifice. In 2 Samuel 24, David had sinned in numbering the people. And a death angel came and began to stretch his hand over Israel to destroy it. And David repented of this sin that he had done. And God commanded him to offer sacrifices in a special way, and in a special place. And that was on the threshing floor of Ornan, the Jebusite. God had a certain requirement. I want you to make a sacrifice. So you see all through the Bible, it's about sacrifice. And he, he went to Ornan. Of course, Ornan realized what was happening. He seen the, the judgment that was going to be put on Israel so because of Ornan willing to sacrifice, he was ready to give his threshing floor, his implements, his, his uh, oxen. He was ready to give it all to be sacrificed for Israel because he was a man that had sacrifice in his heart for him to be able to do this. This was during harvest season. But David understood the importance of doing it God's way. But when Ornan offered to him and said, here you are, you can have it all, take it and do it. David realized, I cannot take the sacrifice of somebody else for my sin. I cannot take the sacrifice and offer it to God that costs me nothing. I have got to sacrifice for myself. You know, I look at this story and I think about it, uh, David wouldn't allow someone else to purchase it for him. But I look at that when we walk into the house of the Lord, we can learn something here. That I, when I walk into the house of the Lord, I cannot allow other people to offer the sacrifice of praise and worship before the Lord for me. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, we, we, we could come into the house of the Lord and we could, we could worship. There could be half of us worshiping and half of us going through the motions or so. And and we can say, yeah, go ahead and sacrifice because I don't feel like it today. But yet we do feel the splash over from other people worshiping and praising God.
But no, we've got to get the same understanding that David had. When I walk into the house of the Lord, I cannot let others worship in my place. I've got to do it for myself. I've got to offer my sacrifice before the Lord because it's my sacrifice. It's my life. It's my praise to Him. It's my love to Him. And I can't let someone else pay the price for me. So what would it be like? What would it be like with all of us in the house of God coming in in an individual way, like I mentioned last week, coming in in, in an individual way and just focusing upon God for myself. And we all begin to praise the Lord and we all begin to worship the Lord and get caught away in the spirit of sacrifice, of praise and worship to the Lord. Can you imagine what miracles and anointing and power will flow through this house? I think we're understanding it. I think we're feeling it. I think we, we, we've got a grasp of it. I think we feel the glory of the Lord. And you know, as we continue on and we get this in our minds and in our hearts that my sacrifice has to be offered with a price. I can't let someone else do it for me. And as we all walk into the house of the Lord and we're worshiping and praising Him with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, uh, I can only imagine how this city and the surrounding area will be touched and lives will be changed. You see, many are allowing or are willing to allow others to offer our sacrifice, but we cannot do that because we've got to come before the Lord ourselves. Amen. Our lives are so busy. Our, our, our minds are so preoccupied. Uh, we let so many things get in our way so that we don't sacrifice, but we've got to push it aside and we've got to say, God, I'm going to make my sacrifice as soon as I walk into the door of the church. I have got to come before you for myself. And I want to make a difference. And not only does it bless you, it blesses everybody else around you. And it goes beyond these walls. Amen. What would we experience? If every individual just got caught away in the Holy Ghost. What miracles would we experience? What, what glory of God would we see? We'd see the glory cloud fill this house. When we worship and praise, God's presence comes near. If you're looking for angels, they're here. They're where God's presence is. <laughs> we're not looking for angels, we're looking for God. He's the healer. He's the deliverer. But they just come along to, to carry out the things that the Lord wants. Amen. But we're looking for the Lord, but it's a part of the results of a praise and worship to the Lord. Praise is an act of the will. It's an act of your will. We have a choice. We have a choice. And as we go to the book of Leviticus, chapter 22, verse 29. Leviticus 22, 29. We'll put that up on the screen here. There you go. And look what it says here. And when ye will offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving unto the Lord, offer it at your own will. 
And when you offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving unto the Lord, offer it at your own will. A free will offering offered to the Lord. We all have a choice to give our praise and sacrifice or not to give our praise and sacrifice. But there is something powerful that is moving in our willingness to praise Him with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And we initiate it. When our will says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. And when we sing praises and song to the Lord, I'm telling you here today, the ministry of worship, Sister Janae, is so vital to the miracles and wonders of the Lord. It's a ministry. It's a ministry. It's powerful. We sing praises in song. Sometimes we don't even play the music and we worship. But it's all powerful, our praise and worship to the Lord as we focus upon Him. As we stand here today, we make a choice in the house of God to not just let it come from our lips. If it just comes from the lips, that's the results that we're going to have. That's the fruit that we're going to have. It's just going to be the, that's where it's going to end. But when we begin to dig it out for ourselves, I can't let someone else praise and worship God for me. I've got to dig it out for myself. I've got to get it. For myself, Brother Will. I've got to get it for myself. I don't care. David didn't care what people thought of him. <laughs> he just got caught away in the spirit. Got caught away in the Lord. He didn't care what his wife thought. He didn't care what the people of Israel thought. Because, yeah, he was in the midst of many, I don't know how many people, maybe a thousand people there. was The ark was coming back to Israel. But it was just him and God worshiping and praising Him. When you realize it's just you and God, it doesn't matter what other people think. It's when the flesh, we give in to what the flesh thinks, that's when it matters. But when we get caught away in the Spirit, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. God is just me and you. It's just me and you. It's just me and you, God. We have a choice. And in Psalms 34 and 1, we make a choice in the house of God. Psalms 34 and 1 says, David wrote this, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And as I mentioned last week, what comes from the heart comes out of the mouth. It's in my heart, God, and it's coming out of my mouth. There's something powerful in this house today. There's something powerful in the presence of the Lord here today. 
this is something we've got to get a hold of that it will not stop next Wednesday and next Sunday and the following Wednesday and the following Sunday and the next revival. It's going to continue on because God wants us to live in the abundance of His Spirit and the power of His presence. There's no telling what God wants to do and what He will do as we walk in that sacrifice of praise and worship. And as we come here to the altar today, let's walk up here because I want us to be able to lift our heart and soul to the Lord and tell Him how much we love Him today. Amen. When we come to the house of God, we come to praise and worship Him. It's just you and God here today. <laughs> oh, faith rises when we offer our sacrifice of praise unto Him. Oh, God, I love you. I praise you, God. I worship you, God. <laughs> It's just me and you, God. I want to get caught away in your spirit. Oh, I want to get caught away in your spirit.